0: Cold stove podcast cold open on this Friday uh, morning where I am. Who knows what time of day it is where NRD is? Are you uh, are you in Buffalo by any chance? Getting buried under six feet of snow? NRD, you know,
1: you know what I'm really disappointed is not in Buffalo.
0: The Buffalo Bills, they should oh, play that
1: game. That game should be played in six feet of snow. I saw a tweet the other day. I think it was like an NFL memes account that was like couple of the running backs on cleveland are like under six feet they're like five seven and five eleven so like how great would it be if there's six feet of snow and that's
0: the (laughs) game yeah it's just no 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 shoveling allowed you play the ball as it lies the the refs have no idea you don't know if it's a first down or not chain gang is having a a horrendous time yeah I, i thought about it too it's one thing to have a foot of snow but it's like three to six right in orchard park and right in the south towns and that's it, then it gets dangerous, and then I think the Buffalo, the Bills, had a good reason for it. It was basically saying, you know, why take resources away mm-hmm. from the city and people who legitimately need it to go get, uh, you know, drudge from a pharmacy or need to get to the hospital? Don't take resources away from them to give it uh, to the, a, a game, right? That, so that, that made sense. Um, I do wish they weren't like they're playing on Thanksgiving, which I can't wait for. But if you could have moved it to Monday, you would have gotten a lot of cool stadium shots, had enough time to kind of dig out. So it would have been fun. But uh, so another note, I'm beating over here at NRD today. So I played my game last night. Shouts to Lavaca Street. Got the dub. Big win. We are rolling. No goals last night. I did have a snipe off the crossbar, though, that made uh, one of the like the, like the great paint for the for for me last night i and by the way so this this is double anecdote so first anecdote i mentioned on this podcast a little while ago that we can access the film
1: yeah live for my
0: games i got it
1: oh you have that film
0: i have the i have it i subscribed and i didn't know how it was going to work but it's like 30 days of video on demand so i have my breakaway that is a, a a debacle I have last night where I paint one off the crossbar that I'll have to get uh, we'll have to figure this stuff out. so I
1: think I think what's gonna happen is you're gonna send that my way and we're uh, <laughs> we're gonna make that. We're gonna make that. we're gonna blow that up. That's gonna be everywhere. It'll be on all the platforms, maybe Twitter if it's still alive, we'll get it there out everywhere.
0: Go. It's gonna get we can get creative anyway. okay, so that's anecdote number one. number two. So last night I get in my I, my car to go home. It's one in the morning, there's a bar at the rink uh and you know i'm i am i I'm very fine to drive i've had basically two Lebat blues mm-hmm. and I get in and I go to start my car and, and nothing and did, it's a push button start push the button it's like I'm like oh no dude absolutely not not at one in the morning like I don't want to call AAA. and luckily my shouts to Oli, uh former ECH. I forget what ECHL team was. Maybe the maybe the Solar Bears mm-hmm. of Orlando. Um, he's on our he's on our team, and he gets out and j- jumps me. And then this morning, I get up to go to go get breakfast, and and nothing. Same same deal. I was like, hopefully it was just a one thing. So I'm at home today recording because my car is in the shop. Not only getting a, a dead battery replaced, which is fine, okay. Uh, check engine light comes on for a fuel exhaust leak and i need an inspection so it's just one of those days for your boy that we're going to spend more time in the shop i'm waiting on phone calls waiting on the uh the fellows over at b&b to tell me everything's okay and then i'm sure the inspection will find something too that's like hey by the way you need new brakes and that'll be eight hundred dollars
1: we might need like ford or something as a sponsor of this podcast
0: well, we, yeah, Shots to 32 Thoughts and, and the GMC AT4. We need that over here yeah, we, for we NRD and myself. Speaking of sponsors, though, we are sponsored by our friends over at FitBot NRD. Are you familiar with Fitbod?
1: I am not. Why don't you tell me about it?
0: Let me tell you about that. So Fitbod is an app okay, that you put on your phone and basically does your workouts for you. All you have to do is lift the weights. FitBot is, an, is a custom workout plan for your wants your needs your desires and my favorite thing about it what you have at your disposal so over the pandemic a lot of people working from home working out from home working out from their apartment gyms or home gyms you're pretty limited right when it comes to supplies maybe Mm -hmm. you have a squat rack and a couple dumbbells what you can do with the fitbot app is go in and say here's exactly what i have build a workout around what i currently possess now super custom super nice super hard workouts you can kind of tailor it i'm I'm advanced i'm intermediate i'm a beginner uh i i don't want to do cardio. i cardio i do want to do cardio i don't want to run i do want to jump rope you can literally tailor your favorite exercises and the stuff you don't want to do more importantly and it builds your workout day by day by day uh builds in rest days builds in all kinds of stuff and the other cool part about fitbod is that it shows you what muscle groups are like super tired Shows you what you have 100% of, shows you what you have 20% of uh, based on the workouts that you've been doing. So it is basically a personal trainer in your pocket, NRD. Fitbot creates a workout routine that adapts as you improve and uses the equipment that you already have. Like I said, so you can reach the next level without burning through your free time or your cash. Set goals, uh, set t- time limits, set you want to do supersets. You want to do this. It is literally all customized to you, or you can basically let it do its thing for you and just say, I'm I'm cool with whatever. Let's let's rock. So that, like I said, the app switches between uh, exercise to avoid overtraining and burnout, and your program changes based on your personal progress for maximized results. And then the best part, a full year of FitBot is less than the cost of one single session with a personal trainer, NRD. You kidding me? you kidding me? One session and Crystal your FitBod for a expensive, year. expensive,
1: man. That's even they better. They sure are.
0: They sure are. Join FitBod today and build a routine that grows with you without slimming down your wallet. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at our link in the description of this podcast below or go to FitBod.me slash stove. Again, link in the description of this episode or F I T b-o-d dot m-e slash stove s-t-o-v-e so nrd get on your fitbot grind
1: i uh if gary ever lets me out i will
0: <laughs> uh i i owe an apology to a certain group of people nrd you do that is the boston uh area the boston bruins and we've talked about how they're like a wagon and this and that uh and, you know and i'm i i, I want to it, it, unequivocally say, I, I said I was wrong last week, but now I want to apologize. Boston, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the Sitco sign. I'm sorry to Southie. I'm sorry to the Seaport. sorry to Charlestown. sorry to Fenway. I'm sorry to the Fens. I'm sorry to, to Jamaica Plain. I'm sorry to Roxbury, West Roxbury, Randolph, all the Ws. They don't need my apology. They're fine. They're doing okay out there in Weston and Wellesley. But I'm sorry, Boston. I was wrong. I underestimated you. I, I I said you were old. I said you were washed. Uh, I said Lena Salmark is probably a 1B. No, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. David Krejci comes back into the the, the best, arguably, the best team in the league. Maybe only behind the next team that you're about to apologize to.
1: Uh, I think, yeah, apologies in order. So, yeah, we'll get there.
0: Okay, so Boston – the jokes aside and apologies aside, is it is it really that much of a difference in the locker room with the new coach, and, and how much does this deliver on the message of, yeah, the, the coach was probably more of an issue last year than was let on?
1: You know, there was such a PR spin after the season when Cassidy was let go that, like, oh, he didn't have that issue with the players that wasn't everything you read is not true, blah, 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 blah. I think it was a much larger issue than, than what was led on because this team is firing on all cylinders and David Krejci, a guy who comes in, like you said, to the best team in the league and has been in Boston for pretty much his whole career. There's a reason why he left for some random meet. Like he could have stayed last year. There was clearly an issue in that locker room, whether it was, you know, something major or just a disconnect in the system between Cassidy and the guys in that room. Like, Everybody's in it, and we've talked about this the past couple of weeks on the show. I think the one thing that is so clear about the Bruins is next man up, right? They just got McAvoy back, but they didn't have him. Swayman goes down. You talk about Linus Allmark. Every person in that room, every player in that locker room has bought into the system, Jim Montgomery's I mean system, has bought into the guys around them. So that means chemistry is at an all time high. And it's that next man up mentality. I mean, you're getting production out of Clifton and you know. Krejci, like we just mentioned, looks incredible for a guy who wasn't in the NHL last year in his aging. Patrice Bergeron, I think, is very comfortable with his role now in his career as being that leader. And more than more than anything else, what his production won't show you on the ice, he'll show the boys in the room as a leader. So, like, you're getting everybody in that team on that team to buy in. Pavel Zaka looks great. A guy that was kind of like an outcast in New Jersey, and they made that Halla for Zaka trade. He looks fantastic. And Brad Marchand's Brad Marchand, so they are a team that's firing on all cylinders right now, and that doesn't happen when there's a disconnect between the coach or the scheme or the fit in that room. And I think that that's lends credence to why Cassidy's not there anymore. Because listen, Bruce Cassidy is a great coach. And we'll talk about them later. Look what he's doing with the Vegas Golden Knights, but it wasn't working for the guys in that room in, in black and gold anymore.
0: Yeah, healthy Charlie McAvoy too. Obviously, is gonna is a big help. It's just a, just a fun team veteran team um and, and, you know you, you'll i was talking to some buddies last night who were who are from boston now live in austin and play hockey and they're like you almost you almost want some sort of adversity now ideally not in the form of injuries but he's just like i want them to go like six and four over a stretch to know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. to see how the coach responds because he hasn't really been put in a in a position to yet yeah. and much like the the sabers that i have to talk about later you start seven and two great but if you lose three in a row does it become then you win three in a row or does it become now you're losing seven in a row okay yeah. and i think with the with boston it's obviously a very different makeup than a buffalo but you need to see it right and this is not me throwing uh casting judgment or th- this is not me saying that it's going to happen that way I'm just saying, I I, I want to see what happens when they lose a back to back at home Absolutely. or something like that, and then where? How do you respond? And I think they have the veteran leadership, or they obviously have the veteran leadership, and the and sort of the veteran team that's been there, done that. That that's not a death knell for them by any means. No, that I, doesn't turn I, that doesn't turn into seven in a row.
1: It doesn't. And what you just mentioned, like, is their team. We talk about leadership in the NHL, and like some people think it's a dinosaur thing, and it it you know can't chart it. You can't quantify it I still think there's a lot of value in having a good group of guys in that locker room that have been through it is there a team with a better leadership group that have has seen it all and been through it all than the Boston Bruins honestly I mean you talk about guys that have won Stanley Cups Patrice Bergeron Brad Marchand David Krejci um the, the list goes on and on of guys but those yeah. are, that's the core through it there because McAvoy's a little young right like McAvoy's been a Bruin for longer than we even realized but he's still on the younger side of his career so I can't throw them in that leadership group but they have a group of veteran players there like is there any team that has you know the guy with the C on his chest or the A is like is there a team out there that is a better group than the Boston Bruins I really I'd argue anybody on you, that. You,
0: you're hard pressed to find it you you know you maybe you say Tampa but that's just an uber talented team Correct. right good leaders but that is that is talent up and down the ice Boston is not I, I don't think you'd call them like, who is their most talented player? Posternak? And then, like, and then you're, I mean, but is, is, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm trying to phrase this the right way. Posternak's a super, super, super talented guy. But like, the, the top three talents on the Boston Bruins, you know, they're probably like 15, 39, and, and 72 in like in the league. league. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then it's like, Edmonton is like one, 3 th- Which is, which is, to
1: the point of like, and Edmonton's a great example, right? And we've talked about McDavid, and he was such, a, he was a captain at such a young age, and it's such a tough role to have. And I'm not saying McDavid can't handle it, because this is not about McDavid. It's just a, a really loose example of like, Boston's a perfect example of a team that, like you just mentioned, Pasternak's your top guy. He doesn't have to, you know carry the torch or stand up on the table and make that captain, my captain speech. Like he's a mm-hmm. guy who can go out there and be a superstar and let other guys take care of that. Whereas other teams like Edmonton, you have your leader is also your, your most talented player. And, and that guy yeah. is not only expected to walk the walk, but he's got to go out there every night and talk the talk. Whereas in Boston, Pasternak's going to walk the walk, right? He's going to go out there and, and and play the game that he can play and be an all-star. And then you have those guys like the cheese of the world, that don't have to go out there and be a point per game player but can mm-hmm. provide so much value to that team in their own way. So I think it's a really stark contrast between a younger team like Edmonton where they have great talent and a team like Boston where there's a lot of veterans in that middle of the pack level of talent but then they have a superstar in Pastrnak who really can go out there and be his own superstar and do his own thing and mm-hmm. put up a point per game and get paid eight, you know, 8 to 10 million this year.
0: You know who I think is also benefiting uh, immensely from that is Jack Title in Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Because he he is looked to to be a point per game player out there, but he's not looked to, to to lead and to talk every day and to to bring guys along and to save this franchise. Now he can just go play, mm-hmm. and now you're seeing the best hockey of Jack's career, arguably. Right? There's, he's been on runs before, but consistently, this is as good as Jack has looked in forever. And you know, healthy helps too. But. Um, Let's move off of Boston and get to your apology. Do you need to apologize to, I don't know, is it is it perhaps Columbus? Is it perhaps uh, Winnipeg? I, who are you apologizing Nay, nay. Um, Sorry, Lindy. There we
1: Sorry, is. Lindy. No, I don't want to apologize to Lindy Ruff. I take that back. I, the double champ does what the fuck he wants. He apologizes to absolutely <laughs> nobody. Um, no, I do apologize to New Jersey Devils because they have – now on 11 straight as we're recording this and they are a team that is getting it from all directions getting contributions from all different directions their goaltending looks solid look at their defense guys like Jonas Siegenthal like they're playing 27 minutes a game like they're getting top production out of guys that you're not expecting to give you top of the line production is it coaching yeah I mean like I, I'm I'm a stubborn son of a bitch, so I don't want to give Lindy credit, uh, Lindy Ruff credit, where it's not due, but he's doing a great job. Can you say Andrew Burnett on that coaching staff helps? I think to some degree. I think it's a much better staff. They don't, you know, have guys like Alan Nasraddin on that coaching staff anymore that were like the interim coach and then the assistant and the interim and then runs the power play. Like they got a fresh start on their coaching staff. Lindy Ruff's got another opportunity, another lease on his New Jersey life, and they are thriving right now. I, I mean. We talk about Boston and Vegas being the two, you know, juggernauts in the league. Like they've proven success over the last couple of years. They've had the success, they're up there again. Outside of those two teams, is there any team better or more impressive than the New Jersey Devils right now? Absolutely no. not.
0: No, that's 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 the answer is absolutely not. And again, do they, you know, does somebody come back down to earth at some point? And could that be New Jersey? yeah you know they're probably not going they're ripping off 11 in a row again this season but would you be surprised if they went six and one and then seven and one and then six and two like no Brett, that's a fun I young team i mean that's 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 where we've been waiting for these youthful teams to finally hit and that's detroit that's la that's uh the, the dutch for that matter that's uh new jersey buffalo you know, it'll be Montreal, you name it. It's like, who is going to be finally that team that's been bubbling and bubbling and bubbling? And yeah, then now it's the the Jesper Brat show.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, like you said, surprised if they go 6-1. and one. I'll be honest with you, Brad. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the Metropolitan Division, if they could just keep on, you know, well we said the hockey they're playing. because. And this is very, like, dependent on if Harris Blitzer lets them spend at the deadline. If they have the ability to go out and spend at the deadline and, and you know, some heavier contracts, very cash, heavy deals, the Patrick Haynes of the world and whatnot, the Jonathan Taze's. if they can go out and go after those guys, because I still think New Jersey's like they're missing a piece or two, if they want to make a deep run, I think they'll get it. And I think they will be successful, but I still think they're missing one or two guys. If they can get that green light, I'd be hard pressed to say there's not one of your Stanley cup favorites, just because of how good they're playing right now. And like you said, the, The, you know, floor could fall out from under underneath this team and we could be having a very different conversation in a week's time where they drop, you know, six straight. But I don't foresee it happening because the talent's there and the talent has been there the whole time. We've talked about coaching and goaltending being the issues with this team. And when they get both, we knew the offensive talent was there. And then the nice little surprises from like the guys, like I mentioned, Siegenthaler and and Severson, like all these guys, like they're getting contributions from the guys you didn't expect to give them contributions, and the guys that were there that Jack uses were always there the whole time. I think they're clicking fine.
0: And I tell you what, I think Nico Heesher looks like a first overall draft pick. Absolutely, and, and that's it's such vindication for him. I mentioned this, I believe it was last week, where I was like, "That kid, he's he, he, uber talented." It, some guys take five years to grow into that like body and that skill set, because if you're taken first, you're taken first for a reason, whether it's the incredible ability to play now, or like an Owen Power, you're a giraffe and you need a year or two to to figure your body out, but the underlying talent is very clearly there. And now that draft is we don't we're never going to talk about the Nico Heeshier draft, one to ten being the most talented or deepest or Hall of Fame 2003 stuff, but he looks like a first overall draft pick. And you gotta if you're if you're New Jersey, I don't think you ever were giving up on Nico Heisher, but to have him kind of take that Tage Thompson step, and all of a sudden, like, oh well, we weren't banking on him and Jesper Bratt being all world at the same time. We already have Hughes, and all of a sudden, now we're now we're cooking. Mm-hmm. And then you have guys like a uh, uh, Holtz and uh, uh, you know Miles Wood, first team All Brett Merriman team. Does he and make the cut? Oh, absolutely. Love the way Miles Wood plays. Love the way Miles Wood plays. There was there was a like a Buffalo, New Jersey rumor last year, and I remember there was some smoke on it. Miles Wood was the the target, but I believe New Jersey liked him enough to say,
1: you know, really up, 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 your,
0: up your price, pal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, let's talk about real quick, NRD, our friends over at NordVPN. Are you familiar with what a VPN is? is nrd
1: so i'm gonna get this right it's been a couple of weeks now they've been on board with us yes. it is let's see if i let's see if i did my homework it is the ability it's a it's a server where you could put yourself anywhere else okay. in the world to yep. watch any content you want to you want to watch you mentioned letter kenny last week you want to watch that in canada and you're not in canada you could can be in canada thanks to our friends at nordvpn
0: you absolutely nailed it vpns are virtual private networks nrd and they do just that they give you the ability to act as a computer anywhere in the world going through another country basically to access content that you would not normally be able to my example is always letter kenny i was using vpns before they were cool because i wanted to watch canadian television living in my apartment in boston and that's where nordvpn comes in you're traveling to another country if you are trying to access uh, the perhaps a gambling website or something like this vpns are your friend because they keep you safe secure and take the guesswork kind of out of the internet mm-hmm. uh nor vpn and they're, they're the best in the business with it that's that's what i think sets them apart Big time. You can be safe. You can protect yourself on public Wi Fi. You can shield your data from snoops and criminals because they shield your IP address and secure your online traffic with state of the art encryption where you can safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Not only is it just your laptop, it can be your phone, it can be any. like windows mac os linux android ios you name it you can connect up to six devices separately with just one subscription or simply set up nordvpn on your router to protect your entire household not to mention they have password managers file encryption tools you name it nordvpn is your one stop shop so here's the deal energy grab your exclusive nordvpn deal by going to nordvpn.com and use code STOVE to get a huge discount on your NordVPN plan plus free threat protection plus, double plus here, one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus free threat protection plus one additional month for free by going to nordvpn.com STOVE and using code STOVE. Uh, NRD, let's stay in the East real quick. Because we're not talking about the Sabers, let's let's keep it in the metro area here. Would you like to do the floundering Rangers or the floundering Flyers? The Flyers are just coming back down to where we expected
1: them to be. I think the bigger storyline so. is the New York Rangers and and how they're just they're disappointing. And we were talking before we started recording about I don't like this is Gerard Gallant in a nutshell. He's coached. Two years in Vegas, three years in Florida, but it's been the same kind of result. It's just happening a little bit quicker in New York where a severe overachievement in year one, Rangers go into the final four of the playoffs, got career years from Shesterkin and Chris Kreider, and they had a great team. I'm not saying that they didn't deserve to be there, but they overachieved from where they were expected to perform, and now the regression back to the mean is now even lower than the mean this year. They're dropping games to Seattle. They're dropping games to Detroit left and right tough loss against Columbus they are struggling and I think the crux of it and I'm not trying to place the blame on one scapegoat but Gerard Gallant has had this track record of he comes in fires up the veteran players gets the team playing solid and then year two year three when people start to realize there's really no x's and o's or any complexity to a Gerard Gallant system and it's just kind of like he's a players coach and he makes the veterans feel good and the veterans kind of run Round and get and get comfortable. When they realize that there's no X's and O's to his system, and the Rangers are a team that desperately needs some structure right now, you're not going to get it from your coach. So it's on the veteran players to step up and contribute. They're not getting that really either outside of Mika Zibanejad right now. So, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen in season. But this is clearly not where the New York Rangers expect it to be at this point. I think it puts more of an emphasis on the trade deadline and what they do. I don't think they're going to sell off, but I think that puts a premium on them buying right now based on what they've you know, have done so far. I'm interested to see what happens after the year. If they go into the first round and get bounced, what do you do if you're the Rangers? Because I know Chris Drury's job is connected to this roster and, and this ability to contend with the team they have here. So, you know, clock's ticking. It's not imminent. Countdown's not on yet. But at the same time, if you get to March, April, and you're bounced in the first round, you know, what do you do? Because to me, this points to Gerard Gallant.
0: I I, I can't do anything but agree with you. It seems like one of those teams where the fit with Gallant was always an interesting one to me. It sort of let the guys do their thing. But also there's still a lot of young guys that need to develop on that team. And you just get a crazy year from Kreider and a crazy goaltender. And all of a sudden everybody's singing the praises. And then it, regresses to the mean a little bit like you said Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's like well wait a second here are we sure about this and then the one thing i saw it's one thing to be regressing to the mean and puck luck and and out shooting teams but losing like there's there's a lot of that that is fake what what doesn't seem fake from what i what i've read admittedly have not watched a ton of rangers hockey this year it sounds like there's an a bit of an effort issue and that has to fall squarely on the on the coach's shoulders, if not the leader's shoulders. Like, if, if it's one thing to miss the net and and get buried on a weird, you know, like lose three in a row on a couple fluky stuff, it's it's another thing to not put a full effort in. Is that kind of what you're seeing there? Have you watched enough Rangers hockey to get that sense of what we see online?
1: They're just not playing a complete game right now, and I think that aligns with what. point you're trying to make i think the 60 minutes in and out i don't think you're getting from that club and yeah there's i think certain things fall on the players certain things fall on coaching i think discipline and effort is a coaching thing because that's coach is your ultimate leader they're there to you know provide structure that's discipline and provide you know urgency which is which is the effort part of it so like I said, it just, it doesn't seem like they're playing a complete 60 minutes right now. And it doesn't help that you, Gretchen Sturkin, who's still a fantastic goaltender, is not having the best season since, like, Dominic Hasek. So, even mm-hmm. if he just puts up, you know, a 2-3-1 a two, two, right now, goals against average, it's still pretty shitty to his, like, one that he had last year. So, it's just, I think you're seeing a little bit of, you know, cracks in the armor of the New York Rangers. They'll figure it out, but... This is more of like a don't say we didn't warn you if they don't figure it out. We're hedging right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's let's do the Buffalo talk real quick, okay? I just want to get this out of the way. I don't think they're as bad as, they, as the record says they are. I don't think they're as good as the record said they were in the beginning. They're exciting. They're high event. Uh, they're going to be a problem to play against more often than not. There's guys that uh, can't really figure it out, right? Like Alex Tuck's having a weird, slumpy year. Cousins looks great. Tage obviously looks great. Casey Middlestad can't figure it out. Uh, his time in Buffalo seems to be uh, in danger, in jeopardy, uh, as far as that contract goes. Victor Olison, I'm always going to be a, a fan of. He does one thing extremely well, and that is shoot the puck extremely well. And so I don't care if he scores 35 and has the worst defensive analytics in the league that I don't care because yes. he's a power play guy. Specialist. We can afford specialists on that team right now. Until they're healthy across the blue line, I am not going to judge their character, the character, the buildup, the makeup of that team. Mm-hmm. Now, big problem that just happened. Eric Comrie out for multiple weeks. Goaltender in Buffalo. Could be a good thing because that means it's the UPL show now. Uka in will get time in the NHL. He's proven that he's an NHL goaltender. 920 save percentage. Winning record last year. It's just always about staying healthy with him. And his hips and his knees. And once you're a goaltender with a hip problem, they tend to come back. And so it's can he stay healthy? Can he spell Craig Anderson enough that the wheels don't really fall off this thing? Seven in a row is not great. But can we stabilize this with a young goalie uh, very old goalie, and some some nagging injuries from guys. Like you'll get Matias Samuelson, He skated today. You'll get him back. Can't wait to have him back. Just a calming presence that allows you to split up Darlene and power and sort of allow the ranks of your defensemen to, to settle back in. Because Ilya Labushkin's not an offensive guy, so you need to pair him with a guy that can move a little bit. Pairing him with a guy like Bryson who can move a little bit is, is is they're too they're too risky defensively or excuse me bryson's too risky defensively and ilya lubushkin too risky offensively to have a good situation there so they'll get guys back the goal attending i'm, I'm worried about but i'm excited to see upl once the defense comes back the forwards start figuring it out lines figure it out buffalo let buffalo be buffalo talk to me in 10 games we'll come back to this i just yeah. wanted to get that out on the anything on buffalo real quick
1: no i think you hit the nail on the head and you're a buffalo guy i think to your point, we talked about the Bruins, what happens if they go six and four or whatever and how they handle the adversity. Well, Buffalo's got a lot of adversity right now. It's interesting to see if they can, like you said, stabilize it, get back to 500 or at least 475 hockey, and just level the scales a little bit because it's been too much of this, right? It's been, you know, you guys can't see what I'm doing. Brett can. Just kind of like that that unbalanced scale up and down. I see- think if, if the Seesaw. If the, if the Sabres can stabilize the Seesaw right now, They'll be all right. And like you said, they're exciting. They're a young team. They weren't as good as we thought they were, and they aren't as bad as we think they are now. So there's
0: somewhere. In the exactly. Yeah, I, I. it's just such a – it's so funny. They'll win five in a row, lose five in a row. Like that's just no way to go through a hockey season. Uh, I'd, I'd much rather take, you know, win two, lose one, win two, lose one, versus win five, lose seven, win four, lose eight. Like there's just – it's just a – a weird year, weird year for them. And I'm I'm I need to see everybody kind of back healthy, at least at least a full defensive core to see what we really have and what we need. So that's my my Buffalo two cents. Let's go out west, NRD. We 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 neglect our friends out west, but let's make a pit stop on the way. So we hear you in the in the DMs, talk about the Western Commerce, talk about the Central. We're about to. The St. Louis Blues, everybody's favorite. Redheaded stepchild to start the year have won five in a row. Nrd shutting uh, shutting some people up on studios around the globe. Uh, happy for St. Louis or is it still kind of like it was a little rose colored glasses situation?
1: No, I mean they, they. What did they lose seven in a row and then then now they're oh, they all five yeah, they were, in a row. I, so, I think it was like eight. eight yeah, eight, they were bad and now they're good and. You know they had a good game against Chicago the other night. I think it was Wednesday night. They're expected to beat the Chicago Blackhawks, but at the same time, they got the offensive output. Kyrou looked a little bit more comfortable out there. Tyler Pitlick scored his first career NHL goal, so they're getting the contributions. I just think that they're 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 like they're like in the middle. They're a meddling team. Like they had that big run a couple years ago. They get their first Stanley Cup. Then they kind of fall off a little bit. They've been around in the playoffs every year. Like they went to a deep, you know, series against Colorado last year, the eventual Stanley Cup champs. So it just seems like they're not, they don't have enough to win another Stanley Cup, but they're also not bad enough to not be in the playoffs. They're mm-hmm. like them they like the Minnesota Wild of like the Paris, the early Parise Suter era, where it's like they I don't think they can get over that hump again, but they also are they have enough in that room to not. You know, be bounced out and, and be in the lottery every year. And I think that's where they're at. And it's that is a situation that's squarely on Doug Armstrong to try to fix it.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I'm glad they're off the Schneid. Uh, and, and nobody spots the rest of the league uh, a 30, 40 game head start like the St. Louis Blues and then comes back and uh, wipes the floor. Like we've uh, like we, we seen it before. Uh, further west, the San Jose Sharks and I don't know, I saw a graphic last night. The man who's tied for the most multi-point games in the entire league is Eric Carlson. Yeah. And last year, people were like, uh, he's washed. He's the worst contract in the league. Well, guess what? He's back. Eric Carlson, the the reinvigoration of Eric Carlson Nrd. What do you know about his name potentially being uh, dangled? Out well... There? First and foremost, there's
1: only one man in the NHL that has more points than Eric Carlson, and that's Connor McDavid, which is yeah, which
0: is nuts,
1: wild. On November 18th, um, yeah, there were some rumors that popped up about the Sharks potentially looking to move Eric Carlson. You know, it's a hard salary to move because if you retain it, it's not. There's multiple years left on this deal. I think two years left, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, left on this Carlson contract. So you're not only retaining 50% for this year, but then you got to eat half that salary again for next year. And, and GM Mike Greer is at a point now where he got rid of Brent Burns and he's trying to rebuild that roster. But at the same time, Carlson's a big contributor for them right now. He's kind of carrying them. I don't think it's sustainable. Um, Plenty years,
0: by the way. Four years after.
1: Four this year. years left after this. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah. So you retain fifty percent, and then you're paying it not only for this year, for but for the next three years. That's a lot of dead cap for for Mike Greer to kind of deal with. I don't know. I you know there are not going to be a lack of teams interested in him. You talk about a team like the St. Louis Blues, who who mm-hmm. would love a puck moving defenseman of Eric Carlson's caliber, if they are serious about making another run this year. Talk about the New Jersey Devils. They have a lot of great, you know. 345 defenseman but maybe they don't have that number one they tried it with PK Suban it didn't work out maybe Eric Carlson's their guy because they're not really pressed for the cap right now and they have Pilato on LTIR as well so like there are teams out there that I think will be interested in Eric Carlson the question is will Mike Greer be comfortable enough to eat 50% of his contract every year for the next you know four years including this one and I think that's the bigger issue than him being you know having interest like he's proven himself this year any team's gonna want him. He's the best offensive defenseman on the market, clearly right now. It's whether San Jose really wants to eat that money. It's gotta be worth it.
0: You know where I would love to see Eric Carlson? Is Toronto. Yeah. Imagine they can make that work cap wise. They'd probably have to move like they'd make it it'd probably have to be a hockey trade, but I don't I don't think it's possible. But man, would that be a talented like and and add another guy making double digits on that team, but uh, we'll I see. I mean, Muzzin's,
1: Muzzin's done. So,
0: you're true. I mean, maybe there's a way. Maybe there's a way. Um, let's go a little bit north of San Jose. And that is up north of the border to our friends over in Vancouver, the perennial shit show that is the Canucks. What do you know about that situation and uh, potentially some Brock Besser smoke out there?
1: Brock Besser, you know, Bo Horvat's another name that's come up. Recently, and I think they're at a position right now with the Vancouver Canucks. They're not a good team. Bruce Boudreaux is probably not the long-term answer there behind the bench. I think they're just biding time till they get to March and, and the deadline. I think it's March 1st or March 2nd this year where they can assess it. And JT Miller got the money. That's that's the fact. He got that big contract last year. That was potentially Bo Horvat's money. So now Bo Horvat is a guy that's sitting there who's putting up a lot of goals this year. He's playing really, really well. He's on a heater. I think he's another guy in that Eric Carlson camp of there are going to be plenty of teams interested. It's more so about Vancouver wanting to make that happen. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's a really long winded, you know, I'm going to be honest. It's a really long winded BSE non-answer to say, I just don't think, I think we're in the same exact situation as we were last year in JT Miller where I think the, we're trying to put the wagon ahead of the horse right now in terms of like where we think Vancouver's going to be. I think they're again going to sit there and assess where they're at at the deadline before considering moving their captain in Bo Horvat. I think it's going to take some time. I don't think I think we're a little early on this whole Bo Horvat's going out the door talk right now.
0: Is that one of the things too, where it, like it's going to have to be a Boudreaux's gone, then Horvat's like, is, is that going to be a, a tear down situation? Is that? uh Is that a tinkering situation? It just doesn't seem like there's a plan
1: there. I think it's somewhere in between the New York Rangers letter of the years past and a Uh, retool on the fly. They're not going to be buying. That's for sure. I think it's somewhere in between. I think it's how do they think that they, this is a one year quick fix or do they think that this, you know, Jim Rutherford's there now, Patrick Alvin, they have the front office in place that they've given a lot of money to, to set them up for success in the future. Is this an opportunity to really do this thing the right way, tear it down to the studs, rebuild the prospect pool and whatnot. And I think
0: they don't have a ton of picks too. And that's why there's always going to be the Besser Buffalo. Like if Buffalo's ready, if Buffalo's there or like, and we're, we're a Besser away. And I say, we, as in the, the Royal Buffalo, we, if they're, if they're a Besser away, contract is no problem at all. Vancouver needs a, a prospect pipeline. You could do picks and probably a prospect because Buffalo is stacked. That's why that's always, always, always made sense to me.
1: Yeah. And I we'll agree. And they need to rebuild that pool, and I think that we're not at the we're not at the point yet in time where Vancouver is ready to determine that. I think they have to again. Which is not a good place to be. Don't get me wrong. I think they again have to kind of wait around and bide time until they get to March and see where really where this team is at.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's let's uh, one more thing. North of the border. D- does this kind of feel like a Connor Hellebuck like Hey, remember me season? I'm still the best goalie in the world. It feels like
1: a Winnipeg Jets remember us uh, season. They're like a top five team in the league right now, and they they look like it. Rick Bonus, Scott Arneal, who filled in a ton for Rick Bonus when he was out with COVID-like symptoms or COVID or whatever he had, they are a team that is looking a lot better than they did last year. Maybe we overreacted a little bit to all the, you know, Winnipeg's going to tear this thing down to the studs. Talk, Mark Shifley looks like he's interested in being. Well, in Mark, Mark
0: Shifley wanted to tear it down to the studs. He's, yeah, he's like, so, he said as much. He's like, well, fuck, if I want to be here for this like shit show, and then all of a sudden. You get the Pierre-Luc Dubois. Who cares? The perennial somehow twenty-four-year-old feels like PLD is thirty, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you have a you have a hockey team, yeah. and you wonder like who is the glue in that room? Like why is it now working? Because it's still it, much the same as it's always been, right? Like there's nothing new. There's nothing different really with that team i'm I'm looking up and down their lineup right now and and like such that ehlers is hurt and appleton's hurt and that situation but like what like what why is it just the hella buck like hey hey fuck you pay me remember me i'm still i'm still here kind of don't
1: forget they took away the C from blake wheeler um, they reallocated oh, yeah, the about, leadership there that, yeah. in the, in the off season. So that could play a part of just maybe the message wasn't getting across in the right way. Lights, like, a,
0: lights a fire under some asses. I
1: guess Wheeler can get back to like we talked about at the jump of the show, like guys that are talented, but maybe not fit to be leaders. And they're having a hard time yeah. walking the walk and talking to talk Wheeler might be one of those guys that's benefiting from not having that weight on his chest. You know, they're a good club. The city's only getting better. I think Gary Bettman said a couple weeks ago, they'll get an all-star game once there's a hotel in Winnipeg. I think that's what he said. Very loose paraphrasing. Um, what hard, a dickhead
0: you know? he is, man! He's just the king of those like, with this fucking dickhead comments. Yeah, like I mean, absolute it, dickhead.
1: I'll I'll excuse him on that one too. Like once he gets a hotel, I think Winnipeg would be a great spot for a draft or an all-star game. You know, it's just it's hard to uh, put everybody up at the uh, the travel lodge at the uh, okay. Winnipeg airport, but. Everything's on the up and up in Winnipeg, which I'm shocked to say after after where we thought we were with this team last year, which was Mark Scheifele gone, Pierre-Luc Dubois gone, is hella buck an option for teams. And it has been a complete reversal from that.
0: Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Uh, love watching them. Fun to watch the Dallas Stars, too. I get up to uh, a Texas Stars game. Going to do more of those. Fun fun time in the league. And it's just one of those things like uh, we can't – there's no breaking – stuff right now it's not the silly season just yet but rest assured nrd we will be prepared and ready to go for that uh yeah. anything else before we bounce today
1: uh no not much else i'm very very excited to get the uh the brett Mer- merriman game footage up on our platform oh, i'm know. Yeah, i
0: I'll, I'll got to go i'll go comb through that now and try to uh screen record some of it
1: yeah get that up and uh We'll be on Twitter, hopefully, as long as Twitter's still there with us. So
0: there you go. NRG's not going anywhere unless he's literally forced off.
1: I will be the last. I will, you know, the band played on the uh, the last couple of chairs being reshuffled on the Titanic. If Twitter's we'll going put down, put your I'll logo down. on
0: the uh, "I Am Legend" that scene. We'll just we'll have the NRD logo up there.
1: Don't hate that at
0: all. Love it. Uh, I am Brett Merriman at Schmiriman. Uh, that's NRD NHL Rumors Daily at NHL Rumors Daily on Twitter. He's not going anywhere. Might make an Instagram Please.
1: though, if Twitter goes down.
0: Oh, very just true. Very out. true. Okay, I liked it. Uh, I saw somebody said, uh, "Hey, NRD, maybe write something every once in a while." And you were like, "I oh, don't, I don't hate that idea."
1: I don't hate that idea. We might. I don't
0: hate that idea either.
1: Just need a uh, need a need a platform. Once I can find a platform to post some stuff on, we will uh, we will make that happen.
0: I can think of one.
1: I could think of one too.
0: Uh, We are cold stove pod at cold stove pod on Twitter and Instagram. Please subscribe. uh, Give us a rating on the pod. Give us a review. Tell a friend about it. And uh, happy hockey. Happy. uh, Happy Thanksgiving. I was just say Hanukkah. We're not there yet. We're not there quite yet. uh, But happy, happy Thanksgiving to all. Have a safe time. We'll probably be off next week. Uh, Maybe, you know what? Maybe we'll get you on a Tuesday, like a Tuesday quick, refresh episode how's that
1: maybe we'll talk to you one more time before uh before bread is broken on thursday perfect
0: perfect uh so good episode this week we'll see you guys uh next week enjoy the hockey go sabers yeah (laughs) that